From COK Studios in Lynn Rosetto Casper's attic, this is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. On today's show, we'll consider some of the other holidays that you might not be aware of this time of year. We'll also consider some holiday reading in our book look segment with Lynn Ruffle. And we'll consider what I want for Christmas. Stay with us. Support for Consider Our Knowledge comes from Gnome in the Home, the creepy new holiday doll from the makers of Elf on the Shelf, Troll in a Bowl, and Nymph in a Blimp. And the Foundation Foundation, helping shore up homes that have been swallowed up by sinkholes. For an estimate of your foundation, sign up at foundationfoundation.org. This is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. This time of year obviously belongs to Christmas. There are other important holidays as well, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, and Solstice, to name a few, and many people celebrate some combination of these holidays and festivals. We thought it might be interesting, though, to take a look at some winter holidays that often get overlooked in the shadow of Christmas. Here's our very own Marta Margolis with a report. Christmas is certainly the biggest and most important holiday of the year in the Western world, especially from an economic standpoint. But there are some who are looking to break away from their commercialism of Christmas and instead celebrate more unique winter holidays. I'm getting really excited for Bayway this year. Gary Mossfeather is busy getting his barn ready for his annual celebration of the Bayway Festival. I really feel like my organic hemp farm is the perfect place to bring this great winter celebration back into the popular consciousness. Beiwei is the sun goddess of fertility and sanity who is worshipped by the Sami, indigenous people of Finland, Sweden, and Norway. Each winter she travels through the sky on a sleigh made of reindeer bones with her daughter Beiwei Nea to herald back the greenery on which the reindeer feed. On the winter solstice, her worshippers sacrifice white female animals and thread the meat onto sticks, which they bend into wings and tie with white ribbons. Do you actually sacrifice animals at your celebration? (laughs) Oh no, we're all vegans here at the farm, so we just sacrifice a brick of tofu instead. It really works great. You know, it took a while for me to figure out how to thread the tofu onto the sticks, but once we did, we had a great time. How else do you celebrate this weather unconventional holiday? Well, I make organic mead that we drink, and then once we finish sacrificing the tofu, we all dance around a massive drum circle. I see. Then we paint the barn door with butter so that Beiwei can eat it and begin her journey once again. It's a great way to signal the beginning of another abundant year. The Beiwei Festival is just one of the other holidays being celebrated at this time. Yule, which has had many of its traditions adopted by Christmas, is a staple in the Hemlock household. Yule is so much more than what people think. Our Wiccan beliefs help us to really understand the solstice and what it truly means. Wavenshade Hemlock and her family celebrate what they call a pure form of the traditional Norse and Germanic pagan holiday. I abhor the Christianization of our traditions, and so I try to make sure that our Yuletide rituals conform to the original specifications. 
my husband Soren and I invite our coven over to read from the Book of Shadows while we prepare the blood. What blood? We paint our idols and their pedestals with the blood of sacrificed animals. And then the men strip naked and we paint them as well. Then Soren, who is the chieftain, blesses the feast. Where do you get the animal blood? My friend Ralph is a butcher at Harmon's. There you have it. Two very different celebrations that harken back to a time that predates the Christmas we know so well. Perhaps they will catch on, but I won't be holding my breath. For consider our knowledge, I'm Mata Margolis in a blood-covered shed. Thanks for that report, Marta. Now we turn to Book Look with our very own Lynn Ruffle, who is here with some recommendations for holiday reading. Hi, Lynn. Greetings, Connor. So what do you have for us today? I've got some great books that will make anyone on your Christmas list very happy. My first one is Sycamore Row by John Grisham. Now, this is the sequel to his earlier bestseller, A Time to Kill. That's correct. Lawyer Jake Brigance once again finds himself embroiled in a fiercely controversial trial, a trial that will expose old racial tensions and force Ford County to confront its tortured history. Wow, that sounds exciting. It's pretty good. Will readers need to have read the first book for this one to make sense? It couldn't hurt, but I didn't read the first one. I just watched the movie version. Believe me, that's the way to go because it's got that haughty Matthew McConaughey as Jake. I'll tell you, watching that movie helped me get through Sycamore Row because all I did was picture Matthew McConaughey without a shirt on. Oh, fair enough. Hmm. My next book doesn't have a movie version with Matthew McConaughey. Sorry, ladies. But it's a good choice for anyone in your family who enjoys historical nonfiction books. It's called George Washington's Secret Six, and it's all about a spy ring that helped the United States win the Revolutionary War. Very cool. It's not as long and dry as I usually like my nonfiction, but it is very exciting and offers a great look at that period. I plan to get it for my father-in-law and all of my uncles. I also like to pair a book like this with a highlighter, a notepad, and some post-it flags so that it's more of a complete gift. There's nothing more fun than active reading, Connor. Well, I'm not sure I agree, but okay. Now, I heard you've written a book, Lynn. Oh, uh... I did. But really, I don't want to take up airtime hawking my book. No, no, no. It's okay. Go ahead. No, I shouldn't. Really? It's Linda fun. Russell is a smart, shy, but sexually adventurous librarian who spends her day filing books, but longs for more. Enter Gideon, the swarthy, brooding office supply rep who carries a dark secret. He is a rogue vampire who has been targeted by the ancient order for extermination, and only Linda, with her vast literary knowledge, can help him. With dangers around every corner and sexual tension that makes True Blood look like a middle school dance, pick up a copy of Midnight at Circulation, the first book of the Red Sunset Saga by T.S. Vania. T.S. Vania? It's my nom de plume. Oh, okay. Well, it sounds like a page turner. Oh, it is. Just wait until book two when I introduce Joshua the ghost who bears a striking resemblance to Matthew McConaughey and is powerful enough to satisfy all of Linda's innermost desires. Well, thanks for coming by, Lynn. You're welcome. That's all for this episode of Consider Our Knowledge. If you'd like to see more from us, you can always go to our website, considerourknowledge.com. You can like us on Facebook and tell your friends to like us as well. We're also available at iTunes and at Stitcher Radio at stitcher.com. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Connor Bentley.
the first book of the Red Sunset Saga by T.S. Vania. I messed that up. up. Uh. My little runaway. Run, 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 run away.